0: Good morning, Father Dave. How are you? Good morning, Costa.
1: I always say this because I always refer to the time it is, but people could be listening anytime. (laughs) That's right. Um, So here's the deal, dude. Uh, (laughs) It's now Thursday, and in the last week,
0: it's now Friday.
1: (laughs) Oh, it is Friday. You're right. (laughs) Well, I think I think that's kind of suggests where I'm going with this. We've been together far too much. We spent last weekend definitely. We spent two days in New York City. I've seen you far more than my wife. That's not good for either of us. I would agree. So we're supposed to do these podcasts and have it be, you know, edifying and hopefully spiritually fulfilling. And I just really want to have a fight right now.
0: Guys, it really doesn't help that I hit the alarm this morning on, and, and I sh- I've showed up late. Poor guy was sitting here by himself.
1: Whole school all by myself. <laughs> I didn't even tell you what happened last night. So we were on retreat yesterday in New York City. Had a re- really nice day. It was, it, a, it was, it was a great day. day. Otherwise, the kids great were awesome. Um, the beautiful mass you said at St. Patrick's Cathedral.
0: Yeah, because I didn't have a homily. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you ever?
0: <laughs> so, so guys, you know when like, the Lord is just trying to just tell you something very clear we're celebrating Mass at St. Patrick's Cathedral in the back Marian Chapel behind the main altar. It's an awesome experience. Very beautiful. So, like, we want the, the students to, to have that experience. Because it might be the only time that they ever get the chance to go to St. Patrick's. Mm-hmm. So, there was going to be a monster Mass, a very large Mass, for, I guess, the consecration of the Knights, Knights of, of Malta. Malta. I don't even know what those are, but that's okay. <laughs> and... uh. The the organist was warming up the organ and apparently and tuning his it, or I her think. own fingers, right, yeah. and tuning it. So you just got like long reverberations going throughout the entire cathedral. Yeah, and and
1: it wasn't melodic; it was like no. atonal because they were tuning it. There <laughs> right. was no melody to be played.
0: Ready. <laughs> so throughout most of the mass, this is what we heard. Mm-hmm. They could barely hear my voice. Yeah. So as soon as I was done reading the gospel, it was going, and I just waited for a pocket of silence, <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to preach today.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, but so, so the last thing you and I did last night is we were the last two off the bus, and remember we checked it to make yeah. sure the students didn't leave anything? But we forgot to see if the chaperones left anything. So we're standing in the back lobby last night, and I realized I don't have my phone. Oh, no. And the bus had already left. Oh, no. So I hightailed it out, and I went to where the bus depot is, which is, thank God, it's not too far from my home. No. And I pull in. No. It's it's by a a railroad station. It's abandoned. There's no one there. So I'm driving around. And I, um, as, I'm, as I'm about to leave, I see Felix, our bus driver, walking to his truck. I said, oh, thank God. <laughs> so I pull up to Felix, you know, my black car, and I'm sure he feels like I'm going to jump him.
0: Oh, my it's, it's gosh, like that, guys, This is the first time I'm hearing this. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's like, that's like the scenario. That's what it looks like. So I had to like, you know, I rolled him, hey it's Rich from St. John's. You know, we had a nice happy Thanksgiving before we left. <laughs> you were there on the bus with him. So I think when he realized that I wasn't gonna jump him, which is comical that if you knew me to think that would have been a possibility. <laughs> I um he he brought me on the bus, my phone was right there. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so we check we checked the kids. We didn't check the chaperone. So I need I need can't a take chaperone. You anywhere. I thought you needed the chaperone, I think <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I
0: thought I was the one I can't you can't yeah, take my anywhere. Lord.
1: <laughs> so we want to continue um, on the chosen journey and we are up to episode four and I was thinking about this in, in, in the car this morning about what I was going to say I didn't really get much past good morning Father Dave but <laughs> and, and I started to, to frame out and, and see, what, see what you think about this the the first word that came to me was this is the episode where Peter converts and, mm-hmm. and I started to think about that word episode, because it is, and, and Peter does convert, right? He, it's, it's, he, he's fishing all night, and through Andrew's beckoning, Andrew recognizes Jesus as the Messiah, and eventually Peter does. But I was thinking about that word episode, and I think when we watch something, we watch it from the outside. We mm. are not active participants. And then I quickly thought, okay, but wait a minute, it's not just an episode, this comes from the Bible. And almost like there's like a little confusion for me there in in, in the way that I articulate it. And one of the things, and I want to see what you, what you think about this, about this whole series, and in particular this episode, is that it draws you in where you're not really watching from afar, because we know the story, we've grown up with the story, and the whole idea of our our following jesus is to be in relationship with him not to be watching from afar yeah you know i was thinking about the liturgies that we experienced in los angeles last weekend that drew you in you Mm -hmm. weren't spectators for them right you know they you became a part of that story You became a part of the movement a part of the songs and this series to me does the same thing and when you when you see peter Say to Jesus and recognize who He is. Right, really recognize Him for the first time. We always talk about Jesus seeing us. I think Peter sees Jesus for the first time right. and understands who He is, and and says, "I I am just a sinner." You know that 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 guttural <clears throat> self revelation that he had been hiding for so long. It I think it draws you in because it's so close to the human experience. Besides the fact, you even though story.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think the phrase that comes to mind for me with this, uh, I, I agree with everything you said, uh, for me in this episode is master manipulator. What do you, uh, what do you mean? Is that, is that Peter is trying so hard to pull all the strings oh. to mm-hmm. get himself out of the situation that he's in. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that, uh, for me, draws me into this moment, this episode. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you see him fighting so hard for control and he just starts tugging on the strings of the relationships of everybody else in his life. And bringing them down. Yes. And bringing them down. And they're frustrated with him and some don't want anything to do with him at a certain point. Uh, it, that's where like you get drawn in when he sees our Lord and he listens to his words and he sees what he, you know, the miracle he performed he's he's immediately brought right to his knees and i think for me that was the um i I've, I've watched different uh different christian uh, uh you know films uh about about the gospels and it always seems to me that they're trying to fit this like really cheesy storyline around the gospel lines and and phrases and this one they i think they did such a good job with his backstory, obviously, a lot of it is, all of it actually is Just made up, is made up yeah. you know, uh, for creative effect. And it draws you right into the point where he says that line from the scripture, depart from me for I am a sinful man. Mm-hmm. You could see it. Yeah. You, you could, it actually, the storyline that they constructed, I think.
1: And, and you could relate to it because I think we all carry that sin with us, no matter yeah. what it is, because we are—I don't say because we're human, but because we sin.
0: Yeah. And, oh my and, gosh. And
1: I think we could all identify with it, and that's—I think—circling back to what I just said, like we we become participants in the story. Yeah. Which is which is such a gift.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: One of the things that I was talking to the students about at St. Patrick's not yesterday because they were tuning the organ, but. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it, it's interesting. Peter says to his wife, Eden, as, as the plot thickens and he's trying to, you know, he makes this deal with the Romans, um, to really save Eden. We talked about that on previous episodes. He keeps saying to Eden, I got this. I've got this. Yep. And, and I think how many men do that? I've done that multiple yeah. times, you know, to their family because it's, it's the way I guess we're wired. I'm, I'm not into the psychology of it. I don't understand why. But we were outside, so St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York um, is right on Fifth Avenue, and and right across from Fifth Avenue there is a statue. I don't know if it's Atlas or Hercules; it's some Greek or Roman god. Mm-hmm. And this man is—it's pretty large too, probably 50, 100 feet. It's tall. That's gotta it's got to be a yeah. huge statue. And I mean, if you Google it, you could see it. And it is—he's carrying the world on his shoulders. And it, it's in direct antithesis to the cathedral. Yeah. And I don't know if that was put up on purpose, almost, uh, you know, someone thumbing their nose at religion and, and saying, oh, no, no, we have this. It's the postmodern dilemma. Mm-hmm. You know, humans have this. We don't need God anymore. Right. And for the any will. Of a, what's will, it's my up?
0: will. I can, my will to, you know, to, to, to make a success out of myself, you know, uh, the drive, the will to power, you know. Mm-hmm. And,
1: and, and, uh, if we were honest with ourselves, we would know we have all failed at that when we try to do it on our own. And here you have the cathedral right across the street. Um, that is, is really calling us to surrender to, to God, to know that we can't do it on our own. And, and that's the story of Peter here that he can't do this on his own for the, for this moment. And, and we know Peter from the gospels has his struggles later on, you know, during, during the whole time, Yeah, you know, um, and the, the really dilemma that we all face in, in looking at that statue of, of this man holding the world on his shoulders is that we think we can do it on our own. And I right. think that's the message I take out of this, uh, this episode.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, that's, yeah, he does. And I can, I can understand him because, uh, for, for one, like, he made the promise to get, like, to, to marry his wife mm-hmm. and to support her and take care of her. And that, that sense of failing at that, you know, uh, creates this weight of, oh, like, Lord. I gotta make up for it now. Yeah. Um, and, and, and he, we wind up going in the other direction. <clears throat> yeah. And then he drags Andrew into this plan and then he, dra- then he tries to, then he tries to talk himself out of a plan that he had, kind of contrives without, you know, Zebedee, John and James. Yep. Uh, and then they're upset with him because he betrayed them. Yep. And, and they, that he was, you know, like the, he didn't, he's not willing to admit at that moment that he's like really screwing up mm-hmm. and he's trying to find other ways, but the hole keeps digging deeper. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like the more work he's putting in. The worse it gets. The worse it gets. Yeah. And, and it's a, I think it's a, a very relatable reality for uh, for how we can live our life at times when we're trying to pull all the strings in people's lives in our own so that we can have some sense of control.
1: I think some of it has to do with, uh, and I don't know <clears throat> where this comes from, um, the idea that we always need to be active too. And so even on, I don't yeah. know if you feel this like I do. So I have the, and we have the chapel right outside our offices, In in the midst of my day here, if it's really busy, it's hard for me to remember. I just need to go over there and spend some time with Jesus. Yeah, you know, and say, all right, I I, this is the most important thing I could do. But so I'm saying this now very clearly. In the midst of the day, that's hard because I could think of ten other things I should be doing. Because again, I got this. I don't got this,
0: <laughs> right. but I've convinced myself I do. Right. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's, I mean, right. it's, 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 it's a very difficult thing. Cause once you, once you, once that treadmill starts moving yep. in your mind, it's hard to break that cycle. Uh, that's why I think um, part of what we do on the junior retreats is we go to the, uh, the Franciscan sisters. You just read my mind. That's uh, where I was going. They, they said to the kids, they tell us that they pray five hours a day. Yep. And uh, they want more. And they want more. And before, I mean, they're in Spanish Harlem. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the amount of the amount of homeless, the amount of needy that come uh, knocking on the door, uh, the amount of services that they have for the school that they kind of help run, mm-hmm. right? That youth ministry group yeah. um, of, of young kids. Their days are packed. Yeah. Packed. And they get five hours in. Because they don't do anything before they pray, right,
1: and they're and they're they're doing the active work of God, yeah, yeah it's it yeah. was quite I was even shocked by that. I've been around monasteries, I've been around convents my whole life, but even like to hear that i I think sometimes when we're with the students, we hear them, we hear what's said through their ears a little bit, yeah, and I'm thinking, wow that that's really a lot yeah, it's a very it's an amazing thing, it really is we're, and you see the fruit of that too, mm-hmm. you know, are I mean, happy. That's the fruit. Yeah. That's the fruit. Damn, they're happy. Yeah. And, and, the and kids, and, and I look at that and say, you know, what,
0: what do I do to be that happy? And they're you praying. would think that, like, praying, like, for them in their life, right, praying five hours a day is derailing them from the work that they have to do. Yep. Nope. And yet, when they come from prayer, when they come out of prayer, the Lord brings exactly who needs to be there. He brings exactly what needs to be done. Yep. And, they're like they're probably doing more work than we are. <laughs> oh, absolutely.
1: They were talking about the. Uh, we were asking them what they needed, and they need work boots. So a lot of the the refugees that are being shipped to New York from Texas, and I, I use that term purposely, ship because they just be put they're just being being put on buses and brought to um, a really creepy part of New York, and um, the the sisters are taking them in, and they're trying to find the men work boots you know, Mm -hmm. so they could work. And yesterday this, I don't even know who that woman was. I don't know if you saw her. Mm -hmm. She delivers what, uh, 20, 30, 40 pairs of work boots that she bought at Costco. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and our kids were opening them up and helping them, you know, organize them. Yeah. But that's, that just makes your point about, you know, things just get done, you know, through prayer. The the
0: Lord, yeah, the Lord, he really does provide. And um, they got, the kids got to see that, you know, right at that moment, which was really cool.
1: That's true. Right. You know,
0: right. Um, but uh, one of the other things I, I do like about this episode and I think is very crucial is that they start to interweave uh Matthew's storyline. Um yep. so not only we gonna, we're going to we're going to not only in this episode do we see uh Peter's Peter's fall, all right? Um but we also come to this moment where uh Matthew encounters the Lord at a distance. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, in this storyline constructed, he's meant to follow Peter and pretty much document everything that Peter does and says and who he hangs out with. And uh, when that miracle takes place on the beach, Matthew, uh, who is really described as uh, a very literal kind of mathematical person, cannot logically figure out how this worked. Yep.
1: And it and it just is, and and there's something in him that just keeps drawing him closer, or there's something in Jesus that just keeps drawing him closer. It, it and and through all these, there are some very comedic moments oh, yeah. of, of of Matthew and and Matthew's guard and Matthew's guard just totally not understanding Matthew and says like I, I don't know how you work, like, right. how, how do you say the things right. that you say? Yeah. <laughs> there's another great line when when Peter before he meets Jesus, um, he's talking to andrew and andrew his brother is so um andrew is is a disciple of saint john of john the baptist mm-hmm. so john jesus has visited john the baptist andrew comes to tell peter like he's so excited this is the messiah this is the guy we're waiting for and peter wants none of it he's right. all he's worried he's so focused on this hole and climbing out of the hole he created for himself so he's tending his nets and or mending his nets whatever the phrase is And he just looks at uh, Peter, just looks at Andrew and says, I'm not going somewhere because creepy John pointed at somebody. (laughs) 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 And that's almost this motif they keep referring to John the Baptist as creepy creepy John, John. (laughs) which working in a school of St. John the Baptist, I guess, in high school is, I don't know. (laughs) Kind of funny, because I don't don't get him either. (laughs) There's a few—we don't really have the time this morning, but there's there's a few other beautiful scenes. And as a dad, I I think one of the things that struck me is at the very end, when Jesus calls James and John. So Zebedee is out there with his sons, and they work together. They have to have—and you work with your dad. So I I think you would even have maybe more of a sense than, than I do on this. Um and they Jesus calls James and John and they look at that, is it okay? And Zebedee goes, Of course it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But that's hard. That that's hard to let your children go. But but I think Zebedee sees what everybody else is seeing. This is the real guy. Later on, um, when Zebedee's wife, and I'm not sure if she has a name in the gospels i apologize but she's like awestruck with him she's like stammering right you know like <laughs> yeah. she, she can't speak because she recognizes it too yeah you know yeah um, and we'll see we'll see the same thing with with eden peter's life. you know it's interesting i i was talking to uh my wife about this the other the other night is the women always recognize him first
0: yeah. they yeah. get it
1: yeah. <laughs> the guys are so i include ourselves, you and i in this we're so stupid
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: we are <laughs> there was—we were in L.A. last week. Mark Hart was talking about um, a post-resurrection appearance, and Jesus is um, is talking to the disciples. And and they, they say something to the effect of, you know, how is it where—you know, what do we do now, and, and how do we know this is all real? Like, <laughs> I just rose from the dead.
0: Yeah, what yeah. more would you like me to do? Right. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> So for all the men who are listening, I I understand we're just not that bright. (laughs) So real quick plug, if you're in the West Islip area on December 7th, Sarah Kroger and her band are coming, $10 at the door. Um, She and the band are amazing um, it's going to yeah. be not not just a concert, but it's going to be an Advent reflection. It's it's one of the best ways to to prepare for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And we always say Christmas is you know done for all the wrong reasons, and, and a great part of um, our lives it is. So do it for the right reasons. So if you're in West Isla, please, I I promise you, you will you will leave very happy and and money well spent.
0: Yeah, I I, I agree. I think it I think it could be a very good experience uh, to be able to just witnessed somebody's voice so beautifully and said yep. so the music and the words that like the songs that she's written and composed. And, uh, it, I think it's a, it's a nice upbeat, uh, hour
1: and and the band even if just go for the music forget about the religion part that the band drives the band is yeah they're they're on Mm -hmm. fire yeah uh, we hope to see you if you're in the new york area on december 7th and starting next week we're going to be offering we're going to take a pause from the chosen and we're going to go back to what we did last advent we're going to offer some advent reflections on the sunday readings so that will be coming if we could you know get here um and find time time in the studio Uh, we will do it (laughs) god bless guys take care